That was a really poor time to start coughing. <coughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Jumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. <sighs> Luckily, you're hearing us through the radio and not in person. Yeah, that I swear I got him fine. Uh, I'm I'm Danny. Hello. Uh, Matt is here. Hello, Matt. Hello. And Scott is, what is he doing? He's working because he's prepping for his vacation or some stupid shit. So he couldn't give us the time of day. This is his job. His real yeah. job. We asked him if he would just quit his job and make this his full-time gig. And he he like said something about like he doesn't make enough money doing this or some some. It's going to be a couple, two, three years till you see a paycheck, bud. But yeah, you really put your heart and soul in it. Yeah, do what you love and you never work a day in your life, right? That's the old adage, mm. the old the old saying. Mm. Well, um, if everyone donate, if everyone listening to this podcast were to donate like 40K, we might be able to start thinking about going or part-time. I think what, a strategy I want to go with is we need each of our 12 listeners mm-hmm. to recruit somebody just a little richer than you and then they recruit richer people <laughs> on top of them until we get one like billionaire listening to the show and that guy just kind of bankrolls us mm-hmm. so kind of like a restaurant bankrolling softball jerseys that type of thing yeah <laughs> basically i thought so, you were going for just a full-blown ponzi scheme the full-blown <laughs> that's kind not- of a reverse pun reverse pyramid scheme we're yeah. starting at the bottom and we're fanning up Danny. <laughs> The V, the flying V is what we'll call that. Uh, so I just got an iPhone yesterday for the first time ever. I've never, ever had an <laughs> iPhone. Yeah, That's I was really going to say, I couldn't remember if you're the, if you, you didn't like them. You don't like Apple products. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's such a divided thing. It's almost like politics. It's like, I don't really hate Apples, but I am an Android guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like once, once you're like an Android guy, everybody's like, oh, you hate Apples. It's like secretly maybe but it's okay it's okay it's not true i mean it is but it's not just it's not, not true uh it's pretty it's pretty cool it's pretty good I don't, I don't know what else to say other than uh i get it but i liked my my pixel like we were gonna get pixels when we walked in the store and they're like seriously we don't have any of that here so like all right we'll, we'll do the iphone and uh see i had the s10 i recently upgraded as well but i had the s10 for about two and a half years it's going great for me one of the first times i got like the flagship premiere phone and it was worth it um until like two and a half years in eligible for upgrade but wasn't upgrading cracked my screen so they had to like get the new one free deal and i did it and i went through all the hassle of getting an s22 now which is nice but it's like the same freaking thing as the s10 i have noticed no noticeable difference in phone usage and it's just annoying it used to always be like this like christmas thing getting a new phone oh my god it does all these new things no same freaking thing yeah that's kind of like this though because i went from what the pixel 4 to an iphone 13 and it you're right it does the exact same things as each other but just in a different order and with like different (laughs) tiles and so it is a totally different phone i'm very confused about where my normal stuff is and to be fair i had a lot of problems yesterday at the at the store i couldn't receive group chat group texts and i was you were part of the group texts that i was sending tests through or they were sending tests through i wasn't receiving group texts from anyone but i could send individual texts to people and they would get it but then 
when you're part of a group, it's like, no, we don't know how to deal with that. So I had to go through like four hours of fixing it and I don't know how they managed it. So they said that it was an iPhone thing. It probably wouldn't happen on the pixel. So there you go. Yeah. Well, uh, something that was weird that happened was I got all your group messages and I think I got all of your like one-on-one text messages, but a number of them that I sent to you, like came back, like not delivered recipient, maybe offline tap for options. So yeah, that was me. <laughs> that one was on me. Anywho. Um, I think we can turn this into a phone IT support hotline. Yeah. Just let us know what you need. I know all about things now. You want to complain about any major manufacturer of phone or operating system. Right. Texas, you know. Yeah. Just yeah, Texas, because this isn't live. <laughs> so don't call in. <laughs> but we did the consensus jumps to champs top 10 running backs last week. We're going to finish up the running backs this week. We're going to go to 25. Well, we got Scott's rankings in there. We compiled them up with, I think they're close to what the consensus is. I, I, I don't know. We're ballpark. That's yeah. We, we kind of guessed at some of his picks. I mean, he has Todd Gurley pretty high. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fair. Which is fair. Ed, Edgerin James. So I just threw Edgerin James. Is it Edgerin or is, did I say that right? Edgerin is Edgerin James, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. He's in the hall of fame. Anyway. So let's uh, let's get to it there, Cheeseball. We got uh, the top 10 was Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Derrick Henry, CMC was our one, two, three. And then Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Leonard Fournette, and Aaron Jones close out our top 10. So number 11, the chumps say number 11 is Nick Chubb, the old Chubster. Well, this has always been a guy who... If he was in any other situation in the league or shit, even if he was on the team, he's on without Kareem Hunt there. I would love him. He'd be like RB five for me right now, maybe, but it's just not a good situation. I love the way he runs. I think he's super talented. Don't love the situation. And the team just doesn't use him how they need to. Mm-hmm. He just, yeah, he just doesn't catch passes. It's because I mean, Kareem Hunt is going to do that. Um, so that's why he's outside of our top 10. He's still arguably the best running back in the league, though. He's incredible. That's, that's certainly something anybody would argue, but yes, yeah. he's talented. Like, like I, I think he's one of the most talented uh, running backs in the league. I really do think that it's just, yeah, you're right. He's just, his upside is capped. You're going to get a really high floor with and Nick it, Chubb. It, I would be much more annoyed with the Browns about, that usage, if Kareem Hunt wasn't so good in his role there, too. It's hard mm-hmm. to argue with that. There's yeah. enough other things with the Browns that I can argue about, so I'll, I'll just save that one. Like, what? and who's going to be their quarterback? It seems like it's going to be Jacoby Brissett, right? It seems well, like I would Jacob- think so. I mean, and they have, to, they have to be assuming that because if Watson's not suspended this season, it's going to be next season, right? Or at least a good portion of one of the two. Yeah. And... Yeah, they're saying they're aiming for an indefinite in at least a year. And then the NF- the NFLPA are aiming for zero, saying he didn't do anything that violated any policy. So they're thinking it's going to land around six or eight. Yeah, I feel like the whole player conduct policy has been enforced for much less than this. I can't even think of <laughs> off the top of my head, but it's like you you had a menacing glance at somebody at a supermarket. You're out three games. Because of the conduct policy. <laughs> a menacing glance. That's a good fantasy football team name. 
a menacing glance. No, I, I agree. Just, uh, just thought of a good one the other day. Tell me if you know what movie this character is from. Dwayne LaFontaine. Dwayne LaFontaine? No, I don't. Was it Over the Hedge. He was the he was the <laughs> rodent killer guy. Is God, that's a deep cut. Is that the one with Bruce Willis? Is he the main character in that? That actually kind of makes sense, I think. Okay, good, good. So is that is that better than Die Hard? Is it up there in Bruce Willis's repertoire? Yeah, he is RJ. He's the main character. All right. So I have seen it. Okay. Yeah, that's a deep dive character. I like it. Go for it. What are we talking about? Oh, Deshaun Watson. We went from Nick Chubb to Deshaun Watson and if that yeah, if that doesn't violate a personal conduct policy. I I I, I don't know, but I'm I'm no I'm no big city lawyer, but uh, <laughs> I also wouldn't put anything past Goodell. It's like he likes to mix up his previous precedents he sent set just to let everybody know that he's still in charge. He's like, fuck what I've done in the past. I'm gonna do whatever I want right now. Mm-hmm. And I think he just feeds off that. Doesn't he make like 30 mil a year? Is that wrong? Something like that. 20. It's more than he needs to. Yeah. But anyway, Nick Chubb. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of yards. He's going to get a lot of carries. He's not going to catch a lot of passes. And I don't know about this offense, so I don't know about touchdown upside. So I think he's solid. I just I don't see how he's going to win you a week. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's yep. never going to ruin your – I don't think he's ever going to ruin your, your, your week, though, with his role. But he's not going to do anything for it. Agree? Oh, there's that cough again. Hey, Alvin Kamara is number 12. Now, we're kind of split on Alvin Kamara because you guys have him much higher than I do. You guys have him at 10, 11. I've got him down there at 17 because I'm assuming he's going to miss four or six games this year after that Las Vegas incident. Did you cake that into your ranking? No, not really. I'm, <clears throat> I have more faith in him coming out on skates of that than Deshaun Watson, but his punishment might get handed down a lot sooner than Deshaun Watson's too. So um, my ranking is not taking that in consideration. I think Mark Ingram isn't as big of a threat as he was in the past to workload here. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about Ingram being back there in New Orleans? I don't think that it's optimal, but it's as good as it's going to get there for, and you just need it for a little bit. If he's going to get suspended, it's only going to be for a few, a few games. So I think it's fine. I don't see a huge threat to his workload whenever Ingram was there in the past with Alvin Kamara. Kamara still had his own defined carved out role and that role isn't going away. If he's on the field, if he's healthy, even though this team is not what saints of three years ago was, he's going to be good and certainly deserves RB 12. Yeah. I think that's reasonable. Number 13 is James Connor. So James Conner is an interesting one. He scored a lot of touchdowns last year. He was the primary guy, basically, in that offense. Chase Edmonds is gone. They brought in somebody else, right? Williams? Is that who they brought in? Daryl Williams? Double check that for me. But I think it was like it was one of the Williamses is in there now. I don't think that's going to really affect James Conner. I think the only thing standing in the way of James Conner is touchdown regression. Because he scored an awful lot last year. Can he do that again? I don't know. But I like James Conner because he's going to be the lead dog in an offense led by a good quarterback. So I'm a fan of James Conner as a low-end RB1, high-end RB2. What about you? 
You say Daryl Williams is who they brought in behind him. Yeah, I couldn't remember the first name of Williams, but yes. Yeah, it's Daryl Williams who I'm I'm not threatened by if James Conner can stay healthy. I think he he does well in this offense. Kyler's gonna put some men on the ground himself, but this team should be scoring, and that gives James Conner more and more opportunities. And I'm pretty sure last season they loved him in the red zone, right? Or am I mm-hmm. remembering that wrong? Mm-hmm. So they like yeah. him in the red zone. He's talented. If he's healthy, he's good. This team's going to score. I think, man, given good health, this is a bargain for him here, really. Yeah, I mean, because I'd be thrilled with him as my RB, too. Um, yeah. If you got a good wide receiver in the first round, would you be – interested in him would how would you feel if he was your number one if you had rock solid let's say whoever cooper cup or something like that and then it came out to where it, it, hey james Conner's gonna be your rb1 what are your emotions about that i don't love it i'm okay with it if i know i'm so basically you're saying you picked like one like i don't know four so you got cooper cup at four let's say that you reached a okay. cooper cup at four and so you're not getting him until you wrap all the way back around to almost the end of the second I'm getting mm-hmm. James Conner. Then I know I'm taking somebody early in the third, right. At running back also. And I'm going to have two low end RB one high, high end RB twos. You okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. What if it was, yeah, Connor. And then you're sneaking around and then it's our number 14 spot, which is cam acres. Are you okay with the James Conner cam acres? One, two punch. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of hot on cam makers this year. I think, I don't understand why he's staying this low and Achilles. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's just one little, what is that? A muscle, a tendon? It's a tendon, but it's, it's in there. It's, it's deep in your leg. (laughs) It's one of of those deep tendons. It's thick. It's meaty. Uh, I have, I have faith. I Mm -hmm. I like, uh, I like cam makers here. Yeah. Are you at all concerned that he was total crap? Uh, when he came back in the playoffs last year, he rushed for like a, a yard, a carry or something like that. Or are you saying, fuck it? He was just, he was probably a little timid uh, on account of tearing his Achilles in the same year. He tore his Achilles and then returned later that year. That's crazy. You know, I'm, I'm okay with it. I got faith. Okay. Saquon Barkley is number 15. I'll start here because I know you're not a big fan, but. I really like Saquon Barkley this year. I th- he's finally healthy, and I think he's not going to get back to that whatever it was, 2017, 2018 season where he was unbelievable, but I think he's going to catch a ton of passes, score a lot of touchdowns, and get close to what he used to be. So I think low-end RB1, high-end RB2 is legit. Uh, we've got him at 15, but you have him a little bit lower. Where, oh, right, because you don't have him listed as Saquon Barkley. You have him listed as. You want to go ahead and shout that out? I'll let you do the honors. <laughs> so Quizzle, <laughs> so Quizzle Bizzle is Saquon Barkley. That's that's his new nickname here. If I can remember that. So Quizzle Bizzle, what are your emotions? There's not really a huge threat to his workload here. Matt Breida, I guess, got added, but who cares? Uh, I was high on Breida like two or three years ago as an outside play, and it never happened. So Saquon Barkley, if he stays healthy, he's going to get the line share of the carries. But how good is his team going to be? No, I don't know. Um, not too excited for the team situation. Never been excited about Barkley in the past. And in my eyes, him being on our consensus at 15 is a gift. So, you know what? Take a take hold of that gift, Saquon, and do something with it. it, it it's a shot. It's just a shot at a – I mean – 
what is the best case scenario for Saquon this year is probably low end RB1, right? Because he is a really good running back when he's healthy. My problem is I, I feel like I see higher floors and higher ceilings below him in our consensus rankings. Yeah. I'd say maybe for the next four guys we're going to talk about. I think out of the next four guys that we're going to talk about, the highest ceiling is Barkley, but for sure, a low highest floor. ceiling, highest ce- you saw what a ceiling was a couple of years ago was crazy high. He was breaking. He was unbelievable at his peak. He was like, well, he was the RB one that was year, wasn't 1300 it? rushing yards and 15 TDs. That's not an astronaut. That's 15. To, that's he was, he finished as I thought the RB two. RB two. Okay. That's hundred rushing yards. Nah, five yards per carry. Decent. <laughs> I mean, this was his rookie year too. He has never matched that. He peaked in high school. He barely hit a thousand yards his <laughs> second year and he hasn't come close since then. And but his, his talk ceiling. Attempt, yeah. Come on. That, that is, that is his, we know that is the, the, I don't think he can get back to there. I don't think he can get back to there. Cause yeah. But and you don't think somebody like Javante Williams not has a higher year. ceiling? Not with Melvin Gordon there. He's going to take so many Melvin touches. Melvin old. He can break down in a day. <laughs> That's true. That's We're true. talking ceilings. This is everything's going right. Uh, okay, Melvin everything's Gordon's going right. Okay, that's fair. I think that's reasonable. We did say what is the absolute ceiling. Everyone else is dead. He's the only guy. <laughs> <laughs> only one who could not get the the tiger flu that swept the country right the tiger flu if that happens this is your fault there's monkey pox and then tiger flu so saquon barkley i like him matt doesn't whatever number 16 consensus is david montgomery i may have driven him up there too you're not who you like better david montgomery or sequizzle bizzle I think I like <laughs> I think I like David Montgomery a little bit more. I've never been high on him either. But I think he's done he's done more recently for me. Um not a lot more. Yeah. He's well, in injury similar territory here. Yeah. He narrowly escaped a big knee injury last year. I remember that. He missed like four games, but it looked like it was that the one where everybody thought like his leg was disconnected from his body and right off the bone. Yeah. Somehow not bad. Yeah. He missed like four games. Khalil Herbert walked in there and did really good. Remember that? The Khalil Herbert phase. Oh man. He's... The blast of the past right there, Khalil yeah. Herbert. Yeah. So I also like I like David Montgomery a lot. He's the best player on that team, in my opinion. And I know that Dan's catch- not saying a lot. I know, but someone's <laughs> got to be the best. And so, I think it's him. I'm not sure what you're saying, best player. So you think he's a better player than Justin Fields? Yes. But I like Justin Fields a little bit more than I think most people do. But yeah, I think the best player on the team is uh, offensive side is David Montgomery. Yeah, he's Darnell Mooney. Darnell, he's good. He's good. But uh, he ain't no David Monty. It's just a, I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago. Like, what are the teams you just don't like and you don't know why? And that's Dude, this the is Bears, Bears for you. They're uninspired. They they're Chicago. There's Bears some, are boring. A little yeah. like nah. this is like, like a thing. Yeah, David Montgomery. I I would love to have him as my uh, my RB two. I'd be fine with that. I think he's gonna get a lot of volume. It's gonna be a volume play here. He's gonna get all the carries. 
RB2 would work for me. I mean, heck, you could even, if you go RB, 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 get him as your RB3. And I'd, I'd love him as my RB3 if it worked out that way. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not an exciting guy to me. I don't think he's just going to go off this year for 1,800 rushing yards and 20 TDs. There's just no, no realm of possibilities so where that's going to happen. I agree. I, I think so, too. I think so, too. I think he's similar to Nick Chubb in that I don't think he's going to catch a lot of passes because I don't think Justin Fields is going to dump it off more so than just kind of run. And but he's gonna get a lot of work. He's gonna get a lot of yards. And he had forty-two are... receptions last year and fifty-four the year before him. I mean, yeah, averaging around fifty receptions a season is pretty quality for a half PPR league. Um, so I think I that, turned yeah. off by that. I, I just think that as Justin Fields gets settled a little bit, he's gonna start to do the instead of dumping it off, he's just gonna use his legs to get out of trouble type of thing once he realizes how to play in the NFL. I worry like about using that your little. legs to get out of trouble. Something you do before you get settled. I mean, Tom Brady doesn't have legs, so he has to dump it off though. Like that in comparison to Tom Brady, <laughs> he'll use his legs more, but now I'm wondering if I have him a little too high. You're making me, you're making me think I have him a little too high because I don't know if I like him more than I like the next guy on our list. Number 17 is Ezekiel Elliott. No, I, so I'll ask you this here too. Okay. I guess we're talking ceilings, but, I just said the same thing for Dave Montgomery. Would you be surprised if Elliott went off for 1,800 rushing yards and 20 TDs this season? That Keep in mind, sounds that's more like than a lot. he's ever had in either category. <laughs> I, I, I would. I, it's 20 total touchdowns. I Yeah, I think, I think I would be surprised. But I think that he can get i don't know i don't know if he can get there 1820 i can see him getting close like into the like 1616 1616 but i just don't see david montgomery getting close i know those were high targets to throw out yeah i'm i'm switching them around you got it that's that's a good you you convinced me in that way so yeah i (laughs) i think ezekiel elliott's gonna bounce back last year he still finished as rb12 i believe he had Mm -hmm. a quietly very good season yeah, I think him and Dak both like mm-hmm. somehow they came back and put together quality fantasy seasons. Like Elliot was on fire at the beginning, not literally, that'd be crazy, but he came out with a ton of great games and he got mildly injured and then he wasn't nearly as good. Turns out he like tore or sprained like a MCL or something like that. So of course he wasn't as good, more Pollard, but now that's healthy. Yeah, I, I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to be fine. He's going to have a really big bounce back year. Show him why he was he make like ninety million or something over five years. Is that the contract they got to give him it? He got is, he, did. Do I recall correctly? Did Tony Pollard get paid a little bit for just being like the best handcuff slash backup in the league? Ooh, Tony Pollard contract. I'm typing it in. Signed a four year, three million. No, he has not gotten paid. That's not great. That's not great. That's barely above league men, it sounds like. Yeah, I don't know when he signed up. Oh, he's a free agent in 2023, so is this his last year? Oh, yeah. I mean, somebody will gobble him up, at least for like a running back committee type situation. I mean, if there's a desperate team, they might take him to perhaps lead a backfield. I would love the Titans took him. Oh, yeah. How old is is Tony Pollard? Tony was drafted in 19. Oh, so he's young. He's a young pup. 25? That's not that young. It's pretty young. I'll take him. Do you know where he went to school? I'm looking up now. Oh, Memphis. Interesting. 
So now that we're done talking about Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> now he went to Ohio State. Number 18 on our list is Javante Williams of the Denver Bronchos. I love it. Love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Scott and I have him at 18, which is where, well, look at that. That's where we have him. But you've got him up there at 13, which makes me wonder if my ranking, if our rankings are, if I did my math right. But you love Javante, so talk him up. I like how every time I have a pick different than you, you're like, I don't know if I have mine wrong. I'm, I need to be convinced. Here. Well, you but, have convinced me in the past. I'm like, you know what? That does make sense. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know how old Melvin Gordon is, but he's been around a while. And last year they did share a lot of the workload. I don't, I think Javante came out a little bit on top there. I could be wrong, but almost exactly the same. They had the exact yeah. same amount of carries and they were like in like indistinguishable except for touchdowns. Melvin Gordon had more touchdowns. If yeah. I remember it. He's 29. I, just, I see Javante to take on more of this load. He had 900 rushing yards splitting a workload with Melvin Gordon. The only way that workload goes is more in Javante's favor. If if they're both healthy, if everything's the same, why wouldn't they be bringing that more to the future? The future. Run Melvin and Gordon into the ground. That whole I mentioned earlier, happen. like half PPR. He had 43 receptions last year, splitting a workload. That's good work in the passing game. I see all of his numbers going up. I like this team with Russell. Russell throws a wild card in there, but I think it just improves everything in my eyes. I'm I'm hot on him, and I think he has a very high ceiling. Um, an, an unknown ceiling is what I should say. We're not looking at what he's done in the past. Unknown what this guy could do, and he could be a league winner if he just flies out of the gate. I, I, I think he's a great dynasty play because I, I think he's going to be amazing when Melvin Gordon's out there. But I, I do worry that you're going to see a lot of chunk plays by Javante. They're going to get down to the three, and then Gordon's going to punch it in. And then oh, make I'm me want to tear my hair. That's, that's right. I think. <laughs> He'll say it just like that, too. <laughs> Hi, Williams. Yeah, I, I just I think his upside is is just capped a little bit with that other guy being there. And I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be an exact even split like it was last year, but it, Melvin Gordon's 29. He's, why not? Why not run him a bunch and save Javante's legs for the future? But to your point, the Broncos are in a division the future where is now Danny. like dipping dots. <laughs> is that what their slogan is? Uh, no, I think it was just good ice cream of the future, right? Something like that. So funny story I found on the, the old internet. Do you remember Sean Spicer? Remember that name? He was uh, Trump's something is like press secretary. The, no, oh, they, yeah. Remember that guy for a second? Apparently in his Twitter account across like five years, he's had at least four different instances where he is just ripping apart dipping dots on different times across five years <laughs> and it's like why does sean spicer does fucking ever have hate dipping dots yeah what does anybody have to complain about dipping dots i mean and it's they're fun they're tasty <laughs> they're cold months apart this guy's like dipping dots it's such bullshit <laughs> it's like God, <laughs> that's geez, what his argument is i just, forget the exact <laughs> argument that yeah well, now i want to know more danny i don't understand <laughs> how some I don't understand a lot of things in this world, but how somebody can be just irrationally upset about Dippin' Dots is a thing. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make sense to me. Sorry, talk about something that doesn't make sense that the U.S. Open tennis 
rips apart some random guy on Twitter by insulting Drew Locke. Do you see this on Twitter? I did not. Oh, shit. Okay, we got to go over this right now. So U.S. Open tennis is happening. It's, and uh, their official Twitter accounts posting stuff about the tournament, as you would expect. And some random guy who's clearly a Seahawks fan by his picture and his name, or whatever, just posts underneath the letter video, not a sport. That's it. There's not a sport. So the U.S. Well, Open tennis. <laughs> yeah, fires back right at the, the official U.S. Open Twitter account fires right back. Not a sport coming from the guy who's about to watch 17 games with Drew Locke as their quarterback. <laughs> and it just lit up Twitter, just thousands and thousands and thousands of likes and retweets. And the guy started defending himself to the U.S. Open. And then the U.S. Open would fire right back at him and just burn this guy down. And to the point where people are going, dude, you got to back down, man. You, you, you got <laughs> it's over. You, it's over. And like they're getting into Geno Smith versus Drew Locke, the U.S. Open and this guy. <laughs> and a guy commented something like, uh, he goes, I, he, I made a lot of bad, a different guys just commented. I made a lot of poor decisions in my life, but none have led me down a path where I'm defending Geno Smith against the U.S. Open <laughs> tennis <laughs> Twitter accounts. That happened. And Drew Locke responded to it, uh, something really positive and happy, like happy 4th of July to everyone, especially the U.S. Open guy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what well, are we talking speaking about? Speaking of, of some relevant news that you just mentioned, we didn't mention the biggest news in NFL right now at the beginning of the episode. I think we need to hit on it. Should we do it now? We should just do it now. We'll do it now. Baker Mayfield, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're not going back to the beginning. We're not restarting this thing. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no. You're gonna have to help me find my way back to where we where we were. But Baker Mayfield got traded to the Carolina Panthers. Still not sure if he's going to be the automatic starter or Darnold. I'm sure there's going to be a quote unquote battle in camp. But wouldn't you still expect Baker Mayfield to be the starter? Yeah, I'm. I'm higher on Baker than most people. Last year was his most down year, and he's he's a seasoned vet who took a franchise from nothing into the playoffs and won a playoff game with them. I, I have a lot of faith in him as a leader and a gamer as a team. I, I know his stats didn't say it last year, but I think he, he can do it. I don't see that in Darnold. What is Darnold? Like yeah. the name doesn't even say leader. Does it's, I'm going to say it twice this episode. Uninspired. Uninspired. Baker Mayfield is inspiring. Oh, there was another piece of news. We're all over the place this show. So try to keep up everybody. But I heard that on at least sleeper that Corderell Patterson is going to lose his wide receiver eligibility and he's only going to be running back eligible on sleeper. I don't know about the other platforms, but what are your thoughts on that? Why? Why why do these fantasy football platforms have to ruin everything that's good in it? <laughs> doesn't that ruin it a little bit? It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it like, does. I don't want to draft him as a running back. I want to draft him from his for his dual eligibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if Yahoo, ESPN, the other places are gonna do that, but that's a it's a real bumski there. Anywho, just thought I'd throw that out there because I heard it. So we talked about John. So where are we at? Number 19. Number 19 is Josh Jacobs, Matt. We all kind of like, we all have him around there. 19, 20, 20. 
like Josh Jacobs, the Raiders did not pick up his fifth year option next year. So they got some decisions to make here. Is this going to be Jacobs last year? Are they going to use Zamir White, their rookie, a little bit more? But I think Jacobs is still in place to have a really fine final possibly campaign with Las Vegas. What about you? I, I like Josh Jacobs. I've always been a Josh Jacobs fan through the ups and downs. I think this year is a lot of potential to be an up for him. Um, I don't know if I can add too much on what you said. He's shown brilliance in the past. Last year, I guess he he has kind of declined a lot of uh, every, each season, but there's been a couple injuries in there and whatnot. I, I have faith in him returning to form. He's super young, too. He's like 24 or something, isn't he? And he's like fourth NFL season. Josh Jacobs, age 24. Hey, you. Look at me. Yeah, Damn. this is his fourth season. So what did he like come out of the draft when he was 20? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. He went to Alabama. Those Alabama running backs. Yeah, they do that. Anyway. I, yeah, like Josh Jacobs, I think he's going to be fine. Um, number 20 is Antonio Gibson. You guys, you and Scott are much higher on Antonio Gibson. I think I'm, I think I'm out on Antonio Gibson this year. So if you want to convince me, you can go for it. That, that Gibson's he was only a 1,000-yard rusher last year with double-digit TDs, 40-plus Is that true? Last yes. year? Yes. Wow. Without J.D. McKissick, <laughs> the great J.D. McKissick. I mean, I on know. that dumpster fire of a team, he hit all those marks. Taylor Heineke uh, was finished. Fine. Both of his two seasons finished 12th running back in fantasy. So we got him down here at 20. And I think we're higher than consensus like uh, industry. I'm not sure on that. But I don't see why he couldn't this year. The man's talented. The team is still a bit of a dumpster fire, but maybe less than that. I don't know. We'll see. But he's going to get work, and he's good. So. I would not be apprehensive at 20 to take him. I'm apprehensive, but Should, I, could I, would, be wrong. I would be less apprehensive to take him than Saquon. Uh, you think that he's going to do better than Saquon? I do. I do have him four spots ahead of Saquon. Three spots I'll, ahead. I'll go. I'll. We can make a bet here. They can give me some odds. 50-50. Those <laughs> 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 Those are odds. <laughs> What is? What do you want? What do you want? No, I, I literally said that I'm. I would feel more comfortable drafting him over, which means straight up, I, I like him more. So I'll, I'll go straight up. All right, um, All right. pop it in. Half, I'm just saying half half point PPR fantasy total for the season. Sure. Who finishes better? Mm-hmm. Oh God! Oh God! I get nervous every time we make these bets, and it's just beer that we're buying. I mean, we're. That's fine. Um, Usually we just, we, you have to get a positive total versus everybody else. So all the negatives cancel out and it ends up being like one six pack at the end of the season. Right. 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 Or tell our listeners that we buy like 36 packs and chuck them all in a nine. That'd be pretty cool. Actually, I (laughs) kind of love that idea. The good old fashioned case race. Oh man. You ever done a case race before? Uh, I've, I've attempted. Usually you get a partner on those things. You get a partner. You do get a partner. college. Which helps. That, that is exactly <laughs> what happened with me too. Yeah, I was in college and I drank less than uh, Nick Beck, who probably I'm sure is an avid avid listener to the show. He he really carried the weight there. 
and it really wasn't that I mean it was us against these three girls and we destroy them so I haven't thought they about that in a while bad. they should and I know those three girls are listening to this show too big listeners of fantasy football number 21 tied for number 21 is Etienne I forgot his first name <laughs> could you tell that I forgot his first name for a second Tra- <laughs> Travis Etienne and J.K. Dobbins tied for t- number 21 who do you like better out of those two they're really close Etienne's weird because it depends on how his usage ends up playing out this year. And I think it's looking good for him. Don't you? Yeah. I think I'm higher on Etienne. They, they're both coming off of major injuries, but I like Etienne. Well, Robinson is the one who in Jacksonville, who it's like, is Robinson going to be ready to go? It sounds like Etienne should be fine. Right. Yeah. Robinson, I think tore his Achilles. What's with everyone tearing their Achilles. I don't remember this many people tearing their Achilles. In the past, there's been a lot of Achilles injuries, hasn't there? Like, do you want to hear my theory, or is this rhetorical? No, I really, I legit want to know. Yes, and it was James Robinson Achilles. But yeah, what is your theory? You had a theory on this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. A bit of a theory, uh, just with all the advances in training and supplements and everything, people are just getting so strong and muscular that they're just tearing that thing right off, but not, <laughs> not literally, <laughs> uh, but also the people hitting you are stronger and faster and bigger and heavier than ever in the past. So you, you put people that are stronger and bigger against people that are faster and stronger and them colliding. I, I don't, I'm not surprised that we're seeing a lot of just varying injuries increasing. Do you NFL, think, like, think about the NFL 20 years ago, what the players were doing versus the NFL right now. It's insanely different. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to figure out that all these guys with Achilles injuries, one player, they're going to trace it back and find that one guy on one team put like razor blades in the toe of his shoes and it was just, just like, you know, playing football. And then all these guys are tearing their Achilles with, from these Raiders. It's like, oh, my God, it was fucking Matt Frederick linebacker on the, the Raiders or something like that. And you just go, ah, you got me. First of all, that is way more ridiculous theory than mine. <laughs> For sure. I think yours is probable. <laughs> Second of all, I'm pretty sure they'd be able to tell if it was like a clean incision that's <laughs> cut in an Achilles versus like a rupture. <laughs> I'm not sure, you know, I'm. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I, I'd say <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah. Anyway, JK Dobbins, Etienne. I do like them both. I really do think they're going to be, I think they're good. These are good values for them. Elijah Mitchell's at 23. Um, you like Elijah Mitchell. You're a big uh, Elijah Mitchell fan. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know how much I have to back it up with right now, but um, when he kind of stepped in the spotlight and got a chance, he did really well with it. And, that seems like the the story every year for a different running back in San Francisco, right? Like who's going to be the running back who steps in the spotlight this year. But I don't think Jeff Wilson jr. Is going to be it. I guess they drafted a guy in the third this year. Uh, do you, yeah. do you under, do you know his name? Uh, Davis price. Tyrion Davis price. Yeah. Oh, so game maybe, of Thrones. I mean, maybe it's his year. They still have Trey sermon oh, yeah, that guy. behind him, man. Hmm. That name faded fast. Jamichael hasty. I don't remember him. There's so many people here who are fantasy relevant at a time, but I think it is Elijah Mitchell's show to lose, but can't trust his team. That's why he's down Mm -hmm. there. All right. Uh, Brees Hall, the rookies at 24. We'll talk about him in a minute. 
And then, because um, he's a rookie, we're going to do a whole rookie little segment. And Miles Sanders closes out our top 25. Miles Sanders has got to have more touchdowns than he did last year, right? <laughs> I hope so, man. Yeah, he had this zero. Guy has been perpetually disappointing. Made, but besides touchdowns, he's yeah. been consistent on yards. And his, his attempts have gone down, but his yardage has always hovered around 800. His yards per attempt are always good. Receptions are kind of low. Yeah, Boston Scott's there who catches passes, I think. So, and why? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the real question here. Just, uh, I and this offense is supposed to be getting better, so I'm optimistic on Miles Sanders. He's probably too low here too, but there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to like from this top 25 from a running back standpoint. Yeah, I've mentioned it offhand a couple of times. I think running backs are deep this year to where. I still want them early in my draft, but I might go running back, running back, running back, running back, running back in my drafts and just worry about see what happens receivers later. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do a rookie roundup. Ooh, alliteration. Rookie roundup. Oh, Encanto, I love it. Uh, and then we're going to do a fun, a fun, fun game that I'll explain. Uh, I'll explain later. <laughs> so, uh, BRB. Hey, everybody. Ty here with Dan and Tone from the Upper Decker Podcast. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Chumps to Champs. These guys absolutely kill it when it comes to fantasy football. And I'd be willing to bet that if you're, uh, you're a football fan, there's a good chance you follow baseball as well. And if that's the case, we want you to finish up this episode and then head on over to the Upper Decker podcast. We cover all things baseball. So whether you want to hear about the latest on the field action, listen to breakdowns of trades and signings, or learn about some crazy baseball history, we've got a little something for everyone. We are going to drop some knowledge on you and hopefully give you a few laughs in the process. If you want to check us out, we're available on all your streaming platforms. We'd also encourage you to follow us at Upper Decker Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Hope you check us out and enjoy the rest of this episode of Chumps to Champs. Woo! You know what I made the other night? Um, hold on. Are you about to guess? Cedar plank salmon. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was fucking true? Well, <laughs> tell me. A root beer float at home. Non-alcoholic root beer float. Just vanilla ice terrible. cream. And root beer hadn't had one in, in years. It was it was okay. <laughs> it, it's a, it basically the root beer turns into like a, a creamy root beer. And it was good. Yeah. So you always had to have the root beer really cold and you plop in that scoop, but then you're like you got your spoon and you're like scooping off pieces of the actual like still ice cream that's just covered in like a, a small thin wetness of root beer and that's when it's good like i don't want the creamy root beer i want the root beery ice cream yeah that's true and you know now that i say it i kind of want one again so maybe it wasn't as bad as i thought it wasn't bad god it wasn't bad but i don't know what i was expecting maybe if a little bit of, of guinness would have helped a little rum or just one of those remember was it two three years ago the not not your grandpa's root beer or something like that you get like, like one the biggest thing in the world <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. Uh, also, we bought gooey butter ice cream. Have you seen that? Get the, the ice fuck cream. out of here. It's so good. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, 
just had to say it. I was just up there. I feel like anybody who's not a St. Louis native heard you just say gooey butter ice cream, and they're like, that sounds incredibly gross. Why would you buy that? So they have to know that anything with butter in it is going to be amazing. And how do you what it, how do you describe gooey butter cake to someone who's not? I don't know how you would even do that. What is it? What is that taste? <laughs> I don't know. It's butter, but it's good, though. It's like if you mix up sugar and butter together. Like you mix up a lot of sugar and butter and like layer it on top of the cake mix, but don't mix it all together and then just bake it for a while and it's still gooey. And mm-hmm. that's that's about it. Yeah, it's incredible. Anyway, so let's get back to it. So we're talking running backs. We did our running back rankings. We're going to talk a little bit about some rookies because we didn't touch on them and their impact in redraft leagues. Obviously, their impact in dynasty leagues is enormous since they're all really young. But for redraft, we're going to focus on that. Brees Hall, we said he was our consensus, like number 24, like low end RB2, high end RB3. He is the number one running back in everyone's rankings from a rookie standpoint. So is he just going to take over in the Jets backfields and push Michael Carter out? Do you think he's going to get the majority of carries? What do you expect in a redraft league for Brees Hall? First of all, I have no idea on this team. I, I, mean, I don't have faith in this team. I don't like either of them, even if they were the only people there. Um, I think it's a little bit more Brees Hall's situation to take over versus Michael Carter's at this point. But I just don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to take a bet on Brees Hall. I mean, the talent's there. He checks off all the boxes. 6'1", 220 pounds. can catch passes if he needs to. He's He's great. I mean, he's great, and I think I think he's better than Michael Carter, and I think he's going to be the future of that team. But just, I don't know about this year, though. This year with this Jets team, they can score a lot of touchdowns. A lot there, there's not a lot there. Is he going to get the goal line carries? A rookie getting goal line carries? I mean, are there going to be many to to have in New I mean, York? Do you know who's behind Michael Carter on their roster? No, Evan Coleman. No, really. Yeah. You think he gets mixed into the goal line? I think there's a chance there. This well, Michael P. Day. Ryan's still there, who's fantasy relevant at times. Ty Johnson's there, who's fantasy relevant at times. Yeah. Uh, I still think but, I still think Brees Hall can do it though. Yeah, I mean, if, if he walks in and seals a show, I mean he was second round pick this year and did any running backs go in the first? So he was, had to be one of the first running backs off the board, right? Number the first one. First yeah. one off the board. Yep. Twenty one years got old. Talent. You got talent. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker, excuse me, Kenneth Walker the third. The third. <laughs> so Ken Walker, Michigan State, goes to Seattle. So here we are. Here's let's paint the picture of, of Ken Walker in Seattle. You got Rashad Penny there, who's supposed to be healthy now. You got Chris Carson, who we don't even know if he's going to play football anymore. Legit. We don't know if he's ever going to play football anymore with this. I think it was a, a neck injury. Is that right? Does that sound right for Chris Carson? A neck? Probably. He's had him before. Back. Like, it was something that was like, oh, man, this guy might be done. But Pete Carroll loves to run the ball. But are they really going to turn the ball over to Ken Walker enough with Rashad Penny there and healthy? Similar to Brees Hall, where is this team going to score enough to get touchdown upside? And are they going to give him the ball on the goal line? I, yeah, I think know. a lot of people still really like Rashad Penny here. I, I don't like this this backfield. It's just a, a fantasy mess. 
Rashad Penny, Kenneth Walker, Chris Carson, DJ Dallas, Travis Homer. Again, we've heard of all these guys in fantasy before, and I don't think this team is in a great situation this year. So I'm a pass. I'm a pass on this one. No, I'm not a pass on James Cook, Buffalo Bills. Now he is Dalvin Cook's younger brother, and he catches passes. Devin Singletary is not going anywhere. Don't think that James Cook this year, at least, is going to just take over for Devin Singletary. I think Devin Singletary is being slept on a little too much. Like, we didn't even talk about him in the top 25, and I think that may end up being a mistake on arguably the best offense in the league, Devin Singletary. What do you think about that? Are we talking about Devin Singletary? We I know. I know. But quickly, what are your <laughs> one-sentence thought on Devin Singletary? I say it again, uninspired. <laughs> there's there's too many other awesome things going on in this team, especially with Josh Allen's ground game, to be excited about Devin Singletary. What were his stats last year? He had a combined eight touchdowns, uh, less than a 1,000 rushing yards. Pretty good yards per attempt, but, I mean, again, that just plays into how this offense is running here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for James Cook, but do I think Devin Singletary is going away? No. Do I think James Cook is going to get enough work to make him fantasy relevant? not without an injury. So I'd love to roster James Cook in like a, a dynasty cheap. I don't know how cheap you're going to get him, but I like mm-hmm. him for the future. Yeah, I, I like him catching passes, at least from Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's going to throw the ball a lot, but that that fits for James Cook. So I'm in on James Cook this year. Rashad, Where would you take him? What what roundage? Is this like a I don't, I don't know where his ADP actually is right now. ADPs are tough this time of the preseason, but is he a last-round flyer type guy? Sure, sure. I'll take him a couple of rounds before that, even. For, for sure. Rashad White is the Tampa Bay running back behind Leonard Fournette now that Ronald Jones is out. <laughs> Without an injury, though, I don't know if Rashad White. He just doesn't tickle anything on me this year. In fantasy, uh, you know what I mean? Unless he's a straight up handcuff. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not doing that. I'm I'm too high on uh Fournette right now. I'm not gonna Agreed. mix my feelings there. So I'm yeah. just gonna put I'm gonna repress this one down until I want to feel guilty about it later. <laughs> Isaiah Spiller, they're saying uh he is possibly a finally a good complimentary back to Austin Eckler, especially on the goal line. Six foot one, 215 pounds. Maybe you can give Eckler a little bit of a break. Um, so there might be something there. There might be something there in a redraft league for Isaiah Spiller. Not a ton. Eckler's going to get the majority of the work, but great offense. They can use him on the goal line. I think he's someone to pay attention to. But you. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm drafting him, but I mean, it could be an outside sleeper um, that you just drafted at the end of your draft. You can cut him if it's not working out after a couple of weeks. You're not going to invest much in him. So mm-hmm. if you like those odds, why not? I, I love um, just those late, like last couple, last few rounds, taking guys like this just because you have an inkling. And if you don't take him and that happens, you're going to be so mad at yourself. So take him late, roster mm-hmm. him a couple of weeks and then cut him. And pick up somebody who's hot on the waiver wire if he's not mm-hmm. doing anything. Now, now we get into areas where is there anyone else that you, any other rookie that you're like, hey, pay attention because maybe because like Brian Robinson in Washington behind Antonio Gibson, they're saying he's looking great for goal line work. 
and he may steal touchdowns because he's a big, huge guy compared to Gibson. And you got JD because of catching passes. Brian Robinson's addition kind of takes me out of Washington's backfield altogether because it seems too murky. Does that not bother you, the Antonio Gibson truther? I don't think he's just going to be trusted on the goal line <coughs> yeah, this right. year. Like it's not going to happen immediately. I can see it eventually. I don't. I don't think it's going to happen before yeah. Gibson. Uh, anyone else? Um, I always like to. There, I mean, in a redraft league, I really do think that Hassan Haskins in Tennessee is worth a last round pickup because I really believe in the talent. He comes out of Michigan, 6'1", 220 pounds. I think he's really good. And I think he's a good, I think he's going to be the true backup to Derrick Henry. So what do you think about that? He'll be the true backup to Derrick Henry. Hilliard's going to be the RB2 there who's getting some work in the past game and getting work early. Um, it's going to take an injury for Haskins to to really contribute, which I hope doesn't happen. So I'm not going to draft him. Okay. No, that's fair. As a Titans fan, I cannot draft him. All right. Whatever. Get out of here, guy. Anyone else to talk about before we move on to our fun game? Fun game time. A um, couple, I don't know. You can talk about the big sleepers. Everybody already knows who they are. Sure. But you got Alexander Madison. Oh, yeah. Like the, the handcuff kind of guys. Yeah, I mean, when yeah. I said the handcuffs, I meant the handcuff kind of guys. Did you say those words? Did you really? I was looking for the scroll, <laughs> the scroll bar to move my screen. I wasn't listening to you. Yeah, handcuff kind of the, guys. The big ones are Alexander Madison and Tony Pollard. They're just in great situations where they're and AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon too. That is, that is a great one. Um, I had a good outside one but you threw me off with that dj or aj dylan mentioned yeah those i think like last year we always said pollard and madison i and i agree i think that aj dylan has now entered and so it's like a trifecta of great handcuffs there there i really did throw you off didn't i oh my word i i do think a good one which it's not a rosterable rosterable handcuff but if an injury went down he's a plug and play is Jamal Williams. Always love the guy. I love his ability on the field, his attitude. And if Mm -hmm. Deandre Swift misses any time, which he has in the past, Jamal Williams is absolutely startable in even an RB two spot. Oh, can I give you one? Can I give you another one? Yeah. (laughs) I'm asking. I I love these. Uh, Benny Snell, Pittsburgh. If Najee Harris goes down, they're saying that Benny Snell is going to be the, the guy there to have and i think he's in that same kind of boat as jamal williams where it's like do you really want to roster him i no, don't know benny snell is, is an overpriced fab pickup which i'm never going to put enough towards him to actually get him unless i'm desperate desperate in a league and i hope i'm not but mm-hmm. i he, every year there's a snell pickup week and i, I <laughs> and it never works out for the snell guy who picked him <laughs> up that's true but this year it's different okay they're saying this be. year could be yeah who else anyone else anyone else through quickly about? are looking like stopping a, out at me well, i mean there's like the i don't you can't really call kareem hunt like a like a hand dare pack. i dare i say it mm-hmm. Are you gonna, what are you going to do? The only other one I can think of. Let me make sure there's nobody else there. Samaj P. Ryan. I think and, Kenyon Drake is a decent handcuff if you have Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I mean, so, I, I'm not a handcuff my own type 
my own guy type of guy, but if you are, Kenyon Drake's going to be cheap, and he's a good handcuff to Josh Jacobs. He's an auto start, I think, if Josh Jacobs goes down, and he, again, has in the past. I'm a handcuff guy if we're talking these these guys that we're talking about, Pollard, Dylan, Madison. <laughs> I'm a big, big fan of that because it just lets me breathe a little bit easier if a guy goes down. My own guy goes down. It's like, I don't have to worry. I've got the clear backup for next week. It's okay. I think no pain. Yeah. Out of all those guys, you just mentioned too, the one who's probably going to be startable on a week to week basis is really AJ Dillon. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, not, you're not going to love it. Maybe at a flex spot if you have to, but you could probably start AJ Dillon even without an injury. And mm-hmm. the same goes for, I guess we could throw Kareem hunt into this, but I consider that a, a split backfield more than an RB2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's get into it, dude. Fun game. So here's what we're going to do. I got the uh, random wheel spinner uh, on my phone here. I know you guys can't see it because we're not live, but Matt, I'll show you it. There it is. You see it? All 32 teams are on my wheel spinner. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hit the random wheel spinner there. I can't confirm that it's 32, but it looks like approximately 32. All right, there it says entries. You see it? You yep, see it? 32, entries 32. 32. So we're going to hit it and it'll pull up a random team. What we're going to talk about is any guy from the team that we come that that it goes to. Let's say I do, we do Matt and then it goes to Titans. Matt can talk about any Titan that he wants that he thinks he most likely is going to have on his team a guy he's really excited about someone to pay attention to someone he's not touching but just an aspect from a fantasy perspective from that team that is uh that he cares about because it's all about what you care about right matt you're starting this thing off i'm big on that in fantasy fantasy football isn't fun if you don't have any any personal bias if you don't have any guys you care about so it was so close to being titans but it's not matt it's the vikings you talk about the vikings your first guy is the Vikings. What are you thinking about? And while well, I pour my whiskey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll listen to you. Yeah, I'd, I'd say there's a couple of obvies here in fantasy football. I'd say the obvies are Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. Uh, Irv Smith is a guy I'm interested in tight end. But there you I go. I, the guy I'm gonna focus on here is Justin Jefferson. And I mean, what does he rank number one or sorry, number two, obviously behind Cooper Cup in wide receiver rankings at the moment? I think so. It's either him or Chase or Adams. Generally, it's like those guys. For some reason, I feel like that's ambitious for Justin Jefferson. He's getting priced high. I love his talent. I thought this team was. What did I sound like laughable? I, I think I thought they were. They were overestimating his ability when they trade away digs and they're just like, Justin Jefferson is going to come in here and do it. And I was like, bullshit. And guess what? he came in there and <laughs> right, did. Right. And he's been a stud and he's certainly somebody Kirk Cousins trusts. This team isn't very different than in the past. Um, so they're still going to continue to produce. I think they've the pieces they've added will help them. Justin Jefferson shouldn't be in any worse situation last year. And he's improved his first two seasons. What? I like it. I think Dalvin Cook carries injury uh, risk, and he's been around for a minute for a running back. I think Justin Jefferson's a safer play here. Love it. So how high would you take Justin Jefferson? So 
you were sitting now. I, I mean, I know that you're we're, it's really you? interesting in overall rankings. Aren't they sitting pretty close to each other? It's like Dalvin Cook, then Justin Jefferson, six and yeah. seven is what I'm seeing right now. So so yeah. middle to end of the first round, pulling the trigger on Justin Jefferson is not a bad idea, depending on your draft strategy. Like you're not going to get say, him in the second round, right? I know a lot of our listeners are Frederick League listeners, and I just selected pick number seven in our draft. And Justin Jefferson is sitting there at number seven. Will I take him? Find out. August 28th, mm-hmm. 27th. Yeah. I mean, he did bring him up. This was his segment to bring up anyone he wanted to talk about. He wanted to talk about the guy who qualifies for the 107. So we'll see. So here we go. My spin is happening. Who do you think it's going to be as it's going? I think it is going to be the Miami Dolphins. It is the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. Who do I want to talk about here that I um, I've talked about Lamar Jackson a plenty, but I'm going to talk about a guy that I think is going to have a really, really, I'm talking about two guys. I'm talking about three guys. (laughs) So Rashad Bateman. Wide receiver, Baltimore Ravens. So Hollywood Brown is bye-bye, baby, bye-bye. Who's Lamar Jackson going to throw to other than Mark Andrews? It's going to be Rashad Bateman. I think is this his second year, his third year? Bateman is his second year? Was he a rookie last year? second year. I think he was a rookie last year. Yeah, 21 was. <clears throat> he was drafted in the first in 21. I think he's going to have over 100 targets, which is great for this offense. I think that's that's going to be like what a 22 or 25% target share. I you're going to see Lamar Jackson kind of divvy out the remains, but it's going to be a lot of Rashad Bateman. The guy's lightning fast and he showed what he could do in flashes last year in Baltimore. Um, Only had one touchdown, but last year was weird for the entire Baltimore team. Well, with all of the injuries in their backfield and they're changing up their offensive scheme. I think Rashad Bateman is going to have a breakout year and I might reach. Do you have his ADP? Do you have the ADPs anywhere near you? Anywhere I, I have his uh, draft or his wide receiver ranking and he is wide receiver 27 right now. So um, high end RB or um, excuse me, wide receiver three. That would be then for a 12 team league. It's 27. I think he meets that. I think he's going to get into wide receiver two territory. Rashad Bateman. Very no, excited. I like about that it. I, he was kind of flying under my radar, to be honest, early in the in the off season, I guess. And you you've mentioned him a number of times, and I I like what you're saying there. Not mm-hmm. huge on Lamar, as I pointed out before, but I think he'll be able to get the ball to Bateman and be good. Mm-hmm. The other guy I wanted good. to bring up. Other okay, we'll talk about Mark Andrews real quick. He's being drafted. As the tight end one this year, he was a tight end one last year. He finally overtook Travis Kelsey. I'm nervous about him repeating that. He had 153 targets last year. Oh, that sounds, that seems like a lot. But, and he's, he's always been a touchdown heavy guy, but he's done like the same amount of TDs in the past with uh, two thirds of the targets. So, I guess that that's hard to argue right there because he's 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 the one getting targeted in the red zone, which is huge in fantasy. You yeah. gotta love that in a tight end. And now he's finally getting the targets. 
there's not really a good argument against it besides it's just it's Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boring name. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I'm trying to decide in my head how how early I don't love taking early tight ends. But man, if he can get anywhere close to what he just did with 107 uh, receptions, 153 targets, 1300 yards. Yeah, I mean, we always talk about Kelsey being old, broke down, but me just being me. And as I mentioned, I like my my personal biases, the guys I like in fantasy football. I'm I may be waiting around for pits if I'm taking somebody early or I'm mm-hmm. waiting a few rounds for somebody like TJ Hawkinson that I'm excited about. Uh, Dawson Knox even later like I got my guys at each tier and I don't know if I'm there's any realm where I take Mark Andrews in the what is he going third fourth round or something like that uh you know he's going higher than that he's going like crazy into the second beginning of third yeah it's really high but anyway also Tyler Beatty Mizzou guy he's like fourth on their depth chart but everyone else is recovering from injuries ahead of him or our Mike Davis. So yeah, I mean, either, <laughs> what are you gonna do? It, it, it's hard to argue because he hasn't had a big dip and his stats were great last season. You're talking about but Andrews again or Tyler earlier, they did not have a running back. So what did they have to do? They had to go short game passing game and they had to use Mark Andrews a lot. I don't think that's gonna be the case this year. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Matt's turn. Who do you think you're going to get? I'm going to say you're going to get Commanders. I don't know. We'll see. No, I was way Packers. You ended up getting the New England Patriots. Oh, my goodness. That's a toughie. Ever heard of them? Yeah. Who am I excited about on this team in fantasy football? There's one guy that I I think that would definitely be the guy I would talk about. I wonder. I bet you you're going to pick him as well. Once you get to the depth chart and you go, oh, my God. Yeah, this guy. Why is nobody talking about blank? Do you know it? Do you know it now? I I don't. I guess Hunter Henry is mm. who you're going for. Or, I was gonna say Jacoby Hunter Myers. Henry and Johnu Smith are both there, and that's that's disappointing for both of them. Damian Harris is there, but I hate running backs in New England. And they they got they drafted a guy in the fourth. They got Ramondre Stevenson still. I don't like it. Receivers, there's a couple guys. Jacoby Myers. That's him. That's Parker. the one. And Jacoby Myers, I, I like. Yeah. If I would have picked anybody, it would have been Jacoby Myers. I've always liked Devontae Parker, but I don't see him being that veteran receiver who flourishes in New England. I think he steals some coverage and helps out Jacoby Myers at times. And Jacoby is he's been good. And he had his touchdown issues and he finally broke that bubble last year at one point. And yeah, two if of I'm them. taking anybody on this team to roster out of a draft it's probably jacoby myers damian harris if i missed out on a lot of running backs and i need somebody mm-hmm. i like damian harris damian harris is gonna be fine it's just ramonde i also like ramondre stevenson is the problem like i think you just mentioned and james white's gonna live forever and he's gonna catch all the passes and they drafted pierre strong so yeah i think you hit the nail on the head it's just Blah. What do you think yeah. Defonte Parker is going to do in that offense? I, I mentioned earlier, he's going to steal a little bit of coverage. He'll get his share of targets, but I think the the hope and the goal and the strategy is going to be to get Jacoby Myers the premier receptions when the time comes for it. Yeah. He's my higher ceiling wide receiver here with a similar floor to Devontae Parker, I feel like. What are the percentage chances that you 
draft a New England Patriot on any of your teams this fall? Jacoby Myers, maybe. It's it's not a huge chance. I'll, I'll give it that. Do you want a, an actual percentage, a number? Yeah. 23%. Okay. All right. Hit the randomizer and I get the Hotlanta Falcons. Mm. Mm. Okay. Marcus Mariota. We know who you're talking about. So let's talk about Marcus Mariota for a minute. You're excited to talk about Marcus Mariota. Let's talk about Marcus Mariota. I think Marcus Mariota is getting just fucking dragged through the mud. And I don't think it's fair. No, he has not been the greatest quarterback in the world, but he does not deserve the Drew Locke for whatever reason, Baker Mayfield treatment that he's getting. What are your thoughts on that? I guess the best he's ever finished was quarterback 13 in his sophomore season. Same as Derek Carr. So he, that's he had a good first few, you are you four seasons until he got pulled and Really, I mean, that could have been a back and forth thing, but Tannehill really excelled in Tennessee when Mario got pulled, so it didn't work out right. He's just been backing up since then. He hasn't thrown a lot since then, but he has he has the talent to be a starting quarterback in the NFL and given a different situation. Who knows? Um, and he's just such a damn good guy, you know. I say it all the time. Smile. That's smile. It's hard. It's hard not to root for him. I don't. Yeah. I don't see what anybody could not like about him. So. Mm-hmm. Go for it, Marcus. So other than Marcus Maria, I will talk about the uh, the rookie, Drake London. He was, if I'm not mistaken, the first wide receiver uh, taken in this class. I think number eight overall by the Falcons this year. He's huge out of USC. He's, he's a massive guy. I think he's going, he has the potential to be a, like, Pro Bowl type of wide receiver. Not this year. I'm not talking about this year, but he has the potential to be the next big thing um, to fill those shoes of Julio Jones. That's a big, that's Julio Jones is going to be an automatic Hall of Famer. So I don't know about that. But this year, I think he's going to get a huge target share because Calvin Ridley suspended for the year. You got Kyle Pitts, but he can only do so much. Corderell Patterson, I mean, maybe he'll line up in the slot a little bit. It's going to be all Drake London. The other wide receivers, Brian Edwards, Olamide, Zacchaeus, Demir Bird, <laughs> Kyderell Hodge. Like these names are nothing. Drake London is the guy here. And I think in redraft leagues, Drake London is worth a single digit round draft pick. What do you think? Yeah. And he's in such a good situation and he's going so late that I don't see why it would be even a concern. He, I mentioned earlier. Uh, last four or so rounds of your draft, even before that, if you're in double digit rounds, you can pull a trigger on a guy like this and you're not going to be disappointed if he doesn't work out. What you are going to be disappointed in is if you liked him and you were too scared to take a double digit round pick on him and he blows up. So yeah, grab him. Yeah. I got to say though, Danny, Mm -hmm. um, right next to him on the draft board is Traylon Burks um, with Tennessee. He just Mm -hmm. got added to quote unquote replace AJ Brown, uh, he's had some asthma issues in OTAs. I think I like Drake London's situation a lot more. Um, but he's mm-hmm. he's right there next to him. Are you the same boat? I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I think Drake London is a better prospect than Traylon Burks, and it has nothing to do with the fact that Traylon Burks actually went to Arkansas because I'm a Mizzou fan. 
and I will say that I will rip on Arkansas whenever I get a chance. This has nothing to do with that. But I think Drake London has legs to become a real star. And I think I hope Burks does too. I really hope he does. But this year in redraft, Drake London all the way. All right. You're ready. Your wheel yep. is spinning. I wonder if it's going to be a team that you don't want to talk about. No, I think you'll be okay with this one. It might keep going. Okay. Your team is the Arizona Cardinals. We'll go from a team with nobody to pick to a team with a lot of people to pick. But mm-hmm. let's see. I'm not super high on Zach Ertz at tight end, but I get I get why people are. They drafted a guy this year, but we always talk about first-year tight ends don't do much, so I think all the work there is going to go to Zach Ertz. <sighs> I like Hollywood Brown here. Mm-hmm. I get it. I think you even advocated for him in a previous episode. But who mm-hmm. I think I'm going to stick with is James Conner. Um, it's tough. It's been a back-and-forth relationship with James Conner with almost anybody who's played fantasy for the past few years. You love him at times. You hate him at times. He's great. He's injured. Blah, blah, blah. I think he has a, a good situation this year to, to excel in an offense. I think it's going to score a lot. So I, I, don't, I don't know much else what I'm going to say about it, but I like James Conner this year, and I'm I'm ready to get hurt again. Yeah. So speaking of ready to get hurt again, where would you draft DeAndre Hopkins with his six-game suspension? Which, by the way, I was told like a month ago he's not trying to get that reduced. But he now, immediately came out and said, I'm not trying to get it reduced. But then apparently he said something in an uh, interview saying that he's going to try to get it reduced. And people were like, I think you, I think that boat has left the harbor, but I don't, I don't know about this. So it sounds like he may try it now because he says he did nothing wrong. So either way, it's going to be six games. What do you do with that? Like, where do you draft? <laughs> Where's the line? Do you draft DeAndre Hopkins or Traylon Burks? A redraft. I don't even know what their ADPs are. I'm just throwing the dart out there. I think I take DeAndre Hopkins. I, I know his talent. I know mm-hmm. I know a lot once he's on the field. I don't know if Traylon Burks is a fantasy startable receiver all season. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think I'm DeAndre Hopkins all day. Yeah, I may have that may have missed the ADP uh, dart throw on that one. That may, may may not have been close, but yeah, I don't know. All right. Hitting the wheel. Let's do this. Who's it going to be? Who do you think? Make your, make your guess. One of these times, you're going to be right. Uh, let's go Seattle Seahawks. Oh, it just passed the Seahawks, and they landed on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, yucky. Pittsburgh's a team that I, I just don't jive with. You know what I mean? They're one of those teams that we talked like we could have talked about the other day. They're yeah, always I, I good. Agree. They don't drive with me from a fandom point of view, but they have their, their fantasy assets at times. And I think I mentioned earlier, I, I have one big target on this team. That's pretty much my only target on this team. So I know who I'd be talking about. You'd be talking, would you talk about Najee? Yeah. There's I, one other guy who I think is, is a big name in fantasy right now. Um, mm-hmm. Who do you think that is? Deontay Johnson. Is that who you're going to talk about? It's not for me because I, I hate the receiving core. I was just, I was just thinking Pat Fryermuth at tight end uh, is, is a value play whenever he he comes up on your board. But I, I also you. don't love him given the quarterback situation there. But but mm-hmm. you can talk about. It. I'm going to talk about Deontay Johnson because 
I'm I'm not really feeling it. Do you while I talk about this, will you look up his ADP? I don't have the ADP list in front of me, but I think his ADP is like wide receiver 15-ish or something like that. Forgot a whole side of this was we could talk about guys we don't like. Yeah. Um, so I could be going at 14 right now. I'm seeing in half PPR, which does oh, seem crazy to me. I'm not a I'm not a Deontay truther on my side either. So he had 169 targets last year. That's a crazy sure. amount of targets from Ben Roethlisberger, who couldn't throw it across my basement. So you're going to have either Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, who can throw the ball. Are they going to be hyper-targeting Deontay Johnson in the way that Ben Roethlisberger did? I don't know, especially when you have Chase Claypool and a rookie named George Pickens, who I actually think is going to be really good there, plus Najee Harris, plus Pat Fryermuth. I think his targets are going to go way down. Yeah. And and I, I don't, I mean, now maybe they're not, the Bob's not going to drop out, but a huge chunk of it, that's like the same thing. But I think his targets can come down to like the 120 range. And I don't think you're going to get the same production out of Deontay Johnson that you were seeing with Ben Roethlisberger. I'm just, wide receiver 14, if that's where he's going to go in the drafts that I participate in, I'm not going to have any shares of Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I mean, 120 is still not uh, anything to sneeze at. It's true. That's fair. I would say. Um, for reference, T. Higgins is two spots above him in the rankings right now, and he's never been targeted more than 110 times a year. Yeah, I, so, think the, I think the targets that T. Higgins are going to get are going to be much more quality from Joe Burrow than they're going to be from... I'll agree with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I know. Here. I know. So I just don't know. I don't know how I feel with Deontay. I just, I just, I... AJ Brown has only ever been targeted 106 times in a year. That's true. But AJ Brown is the master of efficiency. He caught, I think, during one of his major seasons, correct me if I'm wrong, AJ Brown caught like 58 balls or something like that, or 60 some, maybe low 60s of catches. And still produce like over a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. His rookie like a, year was fifty-two receptions, a hundred and or sorry, one thousand fifty-one yards. Oh, I did it. And nine TDs. He had twenty yards per reception that year. <laughs> it's that, fucking ridiculous. That has gone down. He went from twenty to fifteen four to thirteen eight. Different team, different situation. He's twenty guy. Twenty yards per reception might be like records for for that many receptions to have to have over 50 catches and have 20 yards per catch is fucking crazy like Tyreek Hill had to had to dominate that that's the other name that I thought of too I'm like I think we may have talked about this but then again this show has been on for years and years and years so who knows it's probably true so here you go Matt you want to hear Tyreek Hill's most yards per reception in a season yes is it 21 or something like that 17 Oh, AJ Brown's a better, better wide receiver. Let's, you guys, you want to do what? Uh, you guys, you want to do one more piece? I think one more piece will do it. Okay. Your team is, oh, you're going to like this. Your team is the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, neat. I know you like talking um, about them charges. A lot of people to talk about here. Um, Austin Eckler's one, but I'm not going to touch on him. I'm I'm warming up to him, but it's one of those things where I'm pretty sure I'm warming up to him and he's going to disappoint me if I get him on a team. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, yeah. we beat him, beat that horse to death. 
love him, but let's pass on from him. Keenan Allen, one of our baby bubbas. We're going to take him if the time is right in a draft. But Mike Williams, my gosh. There it is. Uh, I, I think that's that's the hot name we got to talk about. For sure. He, he's all, he was that guy who was always the – he has the talent. He could bust out this year. He he couldn't really bust out. But last year, the targets were there. The production was there. The TDs were there. Everything was aligning. He's He had more TDs in the past. He had – he's never had more yards than last year. But he put it all together last year, and I think they're going to keep going with that. Keenan Allen's not super old. He's not – he's not over the hill. Well, maybe over the hill, but not at the bottom of the hill. Um, but Mike right. Williams, I think, is where they're going to stick here, and he's he's figured it out. He's matured. I think. I think that's what he needed was to mature in the NFL. Mature. Justin Herbert maturing also in his own. Going to be a good year for Mike Williams. Uh, he is going at twenty or or wide receiver twenty right now, which I think could be a steal on him. A lot of the names ahead of him. May have a lot of talent and showed it in the past, but may not be in as good of situation still. So I like him at our wide receiver 20 a lot. Where's Keenan Allen going? If Mike Williams is going at 20, where's Keenan, Keenan Allen? Allen is going? Yeah, it's got to be close. He's at 11. Oh, it's not close. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. Yeah, Mike, or Mike Williams, 27 years old. Keenan Allen's 30. Do you remember Mike Williams? I was hoping the Titans were going to take him at the number five spot in that draft of whatever draft that was 2016, 2017. And it was 2017. I was, I was like, they're going to take Mike Williams for sure. They're going to take Mike Williams. They took Corey Davis. Remember that? And then Mike Williams went two spots later, the chargers. I wish I kind of wish that we would have been right that day, but anywho, but I digest. So last team that we will spin for that I will talk about is going to be, uh, excuse me, the Cincinnati Bengals. You got a lot to pick from there, too. I do have a lot to pick from there. You got Joe Mixon. You got Jamar Chase. You got T. Higgins. I... <clears throat> I want, I want, you know what? I, I want to talk about Jamar Chase. I do. I want to. 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns. That's crazy. <clears throat> oh, my, my goodness. <laughs> Jamar Chase is going first round. You're going to need to take him in the first round, certainly, if you want, uh, if you want Chase. But let's talk about T. Higgins. T. Higgins deserves to be talked about more doesn't he doesn't he man he's played two seasons he's got he's he's 23 years old he's just being overshadowed by jamar chase rightfully so i get it but let's talk about t higgins his rookie year in 2020 108 targets 67 catches for 908 yards and six touchdowns next year 110 targets 74 catches for over a thousand yards and six more touchdowns. Quality. It's quality and it's consistent, but do I see it increasing in this offense with these weapons? 
No, I see it staying the same. So you're going to be drafting for around this. So around a thousand, right? Uh, around 110 targets, around six TDs. And I think it, barring any injury, you're going to get that. And that could go both ways. He could get injured. It could go down. Jamar Chase could get injured and it could go up. Um, mm-hmm. But he is getting drafted at, he's wide receiver 12, which isn't anything to sneeze at. Behind him are guys like Pittman, Waddle, uh, DJ Moore, McLaurin. I'm going down the list, um, all the way down to Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. Have more faith in T. Higgins boosting your team than in Michael Pittman. I like Michael Pittman more a little bit in yeah. his situation. Um, yeah, and comparing to I, yeah. I agree, is a very talented guy and worth worth the pick there. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a, a very like you're squished between the ceiling and the floor here is what I think. So I, when I was describing those stats, what I was describing was a poor man's Keenan Allen because Keenan Allen gets more receptions than T Higgins over the last five years, Keenan Allen, for sure, more targets, more receptions. He always hovers around a hundred catches and like 11 to 1200 yards. T Higgins has the possibility of being a little bit less in those categories with the same amount of touchdowns. So a poor man's Keenan Allen. So what does that mean? Does that mean a middling wide receiver too? He's also that one where- spot behind Keenan Allen. So if you're telling me I missed out on Keenan Allen and I'm taking the poor man's Keenan Allen, you know what? One spot later. You know I'm what this happy. is telling me? This is telling me I really like T Higgins. And now this is telling me this discussion that his ADP is way too high. That's what this is telling me. It's it's priced in certainly at this point. Um, like that's a ceiling then, right? But the team you're is drafting Higgins at a ceiling. The team's going to continue to score. I think it it has. I just said he's squashed between his floor and his ceiling. There's a small gap here for this guy. It's not going to be a low floor, but it's not going to be a high ceiling. I don't feel like mm-hmm. you're as a wide receiver. Two, not terrible. It would be amazing if you got him as a wide receiver three, but I think where he's priced right now, that's that's unlikely. So this conversation started as me really liking T Higgins and talking in a positive way. And now I'm saying that I'm not going to have him anywhere because <laughs> I don't think that his ADP matches what he's going to do in reality. And I don't like him anymore. Wow. That was helpful. That was helpful because <laughs> now I won't be drafting T Higgins until he drops a little bit further than that. But And, and he could drop in your draft when the yeah. price is right. He's going to be worth it. It sucks because I I like the Bengals a lot and I? I like T Higgins a lot. So it's yeah. a bummer. So it's trying to if talk I, him up. If I'm thinking right now that my week one starting lineup is going to be T, T Higgins at wide receiver two, I'm not jazzed about it. I was if at the T, beginning of that conversation. I'm not anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm jazzed if he's my wide receiver three or flex boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we got. That was a fun game. We got to put that in the back of our heads and our repertoire for uh for fun fun things to do and during the off season is there anything else you want to add matt to the show uh, i don't believe so i think we covered it all all right well next week we're going to be taking a week off because two-thirds of our team are on vacation um yeah. a little r and r for these hard-working boys and uh then we'll return in a couple weeks to do something wide receivers maybe a mock draft we'll probably do for a mock draft in a couple of weeks so We'll be here to do that, but until then, Matt, you can take it away. Remember, have fun with it.